Good morning, everyone. Welcome, and thank you again, worship team, for what you guys do and how you set that up. And well, I know what you guys mean. I know it probably embarrasses them that you clap, but they. But it's we are thankful, thankful for that. Um, by the way, speaking of thankful, uh, happy late Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I uh, I hope your Thanksgiving was a great time. I in fact, here's my prayer for you at Thanksgiving. I hope that you got to see everyone you wanted to see. And you gained none of the pounds you wanted to see. So, all right, uh, that you didn't want to see. So, all right, so appreciate that. I know that's, uh, that Thanksgiving can be a, a mixed blessing for many of us uh, during this time. And so, uh, in fact, I think the older we get, the more that becomes mixed as we miss people, as we uh, struggle with things, as we host people, that kind of stuff. But thinking, thinking about this Thanksgiving week, wasn't last week's service wonderful? Uh, gosh, thank you, all of you who did gave your testimonies. Hunter, thank you for the message. Uh, church, thank you for the staff gifts. You guys were so gracious and generous. You are, you are a wonderful church. And, uh, and again, if you're watching online, come and join. These are wonderful people here. We, we would love to see you guys here. And uh, I just love being, being with you. And I, I'm going to let you in a little secret. The staff knows this, but I haven't told the church. Sometimes Saturdays are hard for me. I won't go into all the stuff, but sometimes they're just, they're just hard. Um, sometimes it's because the sermon's not quite together, and Hunter's like, please, I need the notes. I need it. And so that's part of it sometimes. But, but sometimes Saturdays are just hard. And so I wake up Sunday mornings sometimes not, you know, not feeling fantastic about it. You know, it's like, ah, oh, just feeling dead. And, but every time as you start c- coming in, as I see you guys and as you're part of your— it, it turns my, my, my weekend around. So this is the high point of my weekend, and I thank you guys for being a part of that and, uh, and helping me out with that. And I know I'm not just talking about <coughs> the external happiness, that kind of thing. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but I'm really talking about just what a wonderful part it is to be a part of this church and to, uh, to share lives with you guys and, to, and to, to worship with you today. So thank you, church, for, for all of that. You've just been great. And, of course, we're going to look at Thanksgiving today. So we're going to look at a very uh, uh, well-used passage about Thanksgiving. It's in the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 3, just three little verses, verses 15, 16, and 17. So Colossians chapter 3, 15 to 17, it's in your handout if you picked up one on the way in. It's on the screens. It's also in your pew Bibles there, your your, uh, chair Bibles, whatever you call it there. But this is Paul writing to the church in Colossae, and here's what he says. Let the peace of Christ to which you were also called in one body, that is the church, rule in your hearts and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell among you in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks through him to God, the, to God the Father through him. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, in this time of thanksgiving, may we also remember you, for you are the source of every perfect gift and every good thing given. You are the ultimate direction of all of our thanks and our praise. There is nothing, Father, for which we could be thankful that did not originate from you. And Father, we honor you and we submit ourselves before you with this knowledge. And Father, thank you for meeting, us, meeting with us here today in this room. 
And Father, make this room and every room in which your people gather a holy place by the presence of your Spirit. And Father, as, we, as you have heard our prayer, our praise, we ask now, Father, that you speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, in this passage today, there are so many great principles. We cannot possibly get into all of them. So we're going to focus on a few concepts in these passage, passages that are going to deal with the attitude of gratitude and thankfulness. We're going to look at four principles very briefly in this passage today. So the first thing I see in this passage is, and this may sound self-serving, but I think it's definitely in there, is you should be thankful for your church. Be thankful for your church. Verse 15 makes this pretty clear. It addresses the issues of living in peace and in harmony within the church. And he mentions peace specifically. He says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. But he also, harmony is in there as a part of it because he's talking about being in the church and being part of one body. The church is called into one body together. And then that, within that body, there should be peace. And so he punctuates the statement with saying, be thankful for this one body, be thankful for this church, be thankful to God for what he has done for you and the, the body he has called you into is a part of that. Now, he's talking about peace and harmony, but I want to make one thing clear. Peace and harmony is a result of our thankfulness, but I also think that peace and harmony is a cause of our thankfulness. Okay? So it works both ways. We can be thankful for our peace and harmony in church, but when we are thankful, it causes us to have more peace and more harmony within our church. You can tell a church that is thankful to a gracious God because they live in harmony together and they love each other more. And Paul was a big advocate of churches being thankful for them. In fact, I want to share with you some of the things that Paul has shared with churches. This is just a few passages, and Paul mentioning thanks for the churches. To the church in Corinth, he wrote this, I always thank my God for you because of the grace of God given to you in Christ Jesus. That's what 1 Corinthians 1.4, I always thank my God for you because of the grace of God given to you in Christ Jesus. To the church in Ephesus, he wrote, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers then to the church in philippi he wrote this i give thanks to my god for every remembrance of you to the church in Colossae, the one that he wrote to right here he said we always thank god the father of our lord jesus christ when we pray for you the last one i want to share with you right now is to the book to the church of thessalonica he wrote this we always thank god for all of you, making mention of you constantly in our prayers. Now, I know that's a lot, but you see how Paul was thankful. And think of all the churches that Paul worked with, all these churches he was thankful for. I imagine Paul's prayer list must have been a mile long, all right? And it doesn't trust me as a pastor. I do understand that because the longer, I, again, I've been with you a, lot, a little bit longer than I am with most churches, and my prayer list keeps getting longer and longer as I spend time, as I as I pray for you guys regularly, and that's not a brag on me, that's just what any pastor ought to be doing. And I do it not as a burden, but as a joy to be thankful for you and who you are and what you are doing 
to be thankful together. And thankfulness, again, leads us to peace and joy and contentment and helps us work together. I think COVID actually showed a lot of people the relationship between thankfulness and gratitude and peace and harmony. You know, there's a, there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of studies out there that show that, that gratitude brings us peace, that gratitude lowers your blood pressure, that gratitude uh, helps you with just all sorts of, of, of physical and emotional ailments. But I think the way that sums it up best was a lady by the name of Melody Godfrey. Back during when COVID started, she, had, she wrote this phrase that, that spread across the internet thanks to Oprah Winfrey, all right? So she did something good for us here, and this is what she wrote. She said, I thought 2020 would be the year that I get everything I want. And then COVID came along, and she said, now I know that 2020 is the year I appreciate everything I have. For the Christians, shouldn't that be every year? Shouldn't 2023 be the year that we appreciate everything that we have? That we live in thankfulness, not just because it's good for our health, but because it's what is right, because of God who has given us so much and cares for us. Remember, his care, his concern. Now you say, Daryl, you can't be thankful for everything. Well, give us a moment. We'll get to that. Just bear with me for a little bit, all right? So I want to say right now, I believe that you are thankful for your brothers and sisters in Christ here in our church. This is not a sermon I preach It's saying, this is what you need to do. This is my sermon saying, I thank you because this is who you are already. I see it in your church. As I hear, now, it's not, this is not a church that I hear a lot of people thanking each other, but here's how I hear it. I hear it when I hear people in my church speak of others, and they speak with respect and grace and love. I hear it when you talk to each other, and I see you are grateful. I can see it in your eyes that you are grateful when those come in together, when they are here together. When you think of them, it makes you smile. And that's what makes this a good church, because we live out the thankfulness that God expects from us because of who he is and what he has done for us. I am, I give a great example. Last Wednesday, after prayer, we were debating on whether to have a prayer meeting Wednesday night because it was Thanksgiving, and we decided, okay, let's go ahead and do it. And, uh, and we had a, quite a good number of people show up for it. And we, when we finished, people hung around for like 30, 40 minutes. I'm thinking, this is the night before Thanksgiving. This is the, people should be going home and making sure they stop in at the store and pick up that last can of that cranberry gooey stuff that I, some people like for some reason, you know. But no, they hung around and talked until I messed it up. I made a comment on it. Then they went, I went like, oh, yeah, we should probably go. And so I learned sometimes preachers need to shut up and not say anything. But wasn't it great? Just sitting down, was just enjoying watching our church members enjoy being together and that's a part of that thankfulness and gratitude that is a part of what it's all about so i am thankful for you as a church i you have been as i've already said you've been a blessing to me in the time that i've been here you don't even realize how much of a blessing you have been to me but i see you as you bless each other and you help each other i see you as you bless the community today, we're going to go out with Cindy's ministry, Christ's Helping Hands. And many of you will go out there and bless the community today and be a part of it. Not just serving them food, but seeing them as a person and saying, we care about you. And we're willing to talk with you. And we're willing to acknowledge that you are a person of worth. And that's the heart of this church. And, of course, 
whenever we can to share with them the love of Jesus because we want everybody to know that. Now, not that we do everything perfectly as a church. There are still many ways that we fail as individuals in a church, but we are doing a great job of exemplifying love and gratitude and thankfulness together, and I am thankful for you. Now, guys, this may be dangerous because I know I'm going to miss some people, so I'm going to do it by groups here. But I want to say just I've, I am thankful for our staff. Donna and, and Hunter, you know, they may, they may not look like they work very hard, but they do, all right? Okay? They just, you make it look so easy, Hunter. Just like, but I know the work that these guys put into the stuff that they do. And I know how much of a burden they take off of me and the, and the abilities they have and the things they do so much better than I could ever do. So I'm thankful for our staff. I'm thankful for our board that just works. That they, they, again, they did not know what they signed up for when they started as a board. They did not they were to be serving communion last week, but they, they, they wound up doing that. Uh, how, much, how many decisions that we turn to them to say, what, is, what do you think God is wanting to do in our church right now? Uh, our pastor search team, they really did not know what they were signing up for. All right, I think most of them would, if I had asked them, you know, if, they, if I had shown them what it was going to be like, they'd have gone, no, thank you. But they have worked hard and they have served you well. For our prayer warriors, for our worship team up here, and you see different parts of it at different times, and you don't know how many people that are involved in this, in this worship ministry. For our tech team back there, which you could not see or hear what's going on up here. Nobody online could join us if it weren't for our tech team doing the work that they're doing. Uh, as I mentioned, our prayer warriors, our greeter team, our, our coffee team, hospitality team, I don't know, Destiny, do we have a name for you guys? Is there the, the, the coffee people? I don't know. The, the hospitality team, I'm calling them now. If you've not noticed that that's the hot spot of our church before services, right back over there in the corner where the coffee, you can't get in through that door, okay? There's so many people out there talking and serving, and so uh, Mona and the work you guys do over there and all the others that are working on it. Again, I started naming their names, and I think like I named the name of everybody, but I'm thankful for the givers, for the people who invite and bring friends, and gosh, I'm so We have so many first-time guests every Sunday because you people are, are inviting friends and coworkers and neighbors and family. Thank you for those who serve in our ministries, especially those who, and, and for those who faithfully attend and participate in the life and work of our church. The people who are part of that, giving a kind smile. The people who are part of lifting somebody's spirit. That's what I see. It's somebody that comes in feeling the weight of the world and comes into this church and feels like they've got people walking aside, alongside them to help carry the load of that world. That is our church, and I thank you guys for who you are. Now, I want to ask you, are you to, to examine your thankfulness, are you thankful when someone shares something in your small group that blesses you or teaches you something? Do you express that thanks? Are you thankful for the example they may be of one of the fruits of the Spirit, even one where you may be working on it? Maybe they show an example of self-control, and that's one that you struggle with. Uh, look at the newsletter next week. It'll tell you about my struggles with self-control. Um, are you thankful for the others who've been called into this one body with you? I think you are. But I think it's also a good time to, to look and go, Lord, are there those who are missing? Are there, are there ways that we're failing? Are there ways that we can improve? That we're giving thanks and showing gratitude? This is a time to do that. Because that's who God has called us to be in this church. Be thankful for your church and express it to those who are part of the body with you. Now, of course, it's important to say thanks with your mouth. But it's even more important, as we see from this passage, to express 
it by being thankful from your heart. To be thankful from your heart. This is in verse 16. It's another verse that's just crammed of godly instruction. Let me read it for you again so that we get it uh, going here, all right, as we, as we get moving. It says, verse 16, Let the word of Christ richly dwell among you in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. By the way, as I watched you today, um, yes, I, 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 I worship when we sing. They're always torn between the Mary and Martha kind of stuff, to sit at the feet of Jesus when we're worshiping, but also having to look around going like, is there anybody here that's in need? Is there something that needs to be handled? Is there something that needs to be done? But, I, but that also gives me the opportunity to watch you guys as you worship and know that, you, that many of you, most of you, maybe all of you today, are singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. But these verses are not just about worship and not just about wisdom, but it's about thankfulness. We can and should study God's word and grow in wisdom. We can and should be singing his praises, but we need to be doing it with an attitude of thankfulness, an attitude that acknowledges God as the source of what is happening here. In fact, the word Paul uses for thankfulness here and for gratitude is the word charis, or some people say charis, it's, it depends on whether you pronounce it anglicized or, or Greek there, but it's, it's often translated gift or grace, but, in, but it can be translated, as in this passage, as gratitude or thankfulness. Being, being thankful for the gifts God has given us, being thankful for the grace God has given to us, being thankful in all things for what he has done. The simple point is that, that thankful thoughts or even thankful actions are not enough. We need to be people who have an attitude of gratitude. Now, I know that's a, 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 a cheesy kind of phrase you've heard before. It sounds like something you should get on a coffee mug or a plaque hanging in your grandmother's home somewhere. I get that, but it's also still true. We need an attitude of gratitude. It's going to help us to grow Help us to be the people God has called us to be. Now, that attitude of gratitude is a tough concept in our don't offend society culture today. We're taught to be polite and civil even when we don't mean it. And I'll give you a good example. All right, when my daughter was five, we got, a couple, we got some young people here, okay? I'm trying to think who we've got here that's, uh, uh, Nicholas, how old are you? Are you four, five? Hello, how old's Nicholas? Three? Four, okay, so close to four. All right, Hannah, what, you're a little bit older than five, aren't you? Six, okay. Allie, how about you? How old are you? Nine, oh, wow, nine, okay, so getting in there. So we got some around that age, so guys, this, maybe you guys can relate to this. When my daughter was five years old, she had her first big birthday party. So when we invited all her friends, we went to a Chuck E. Cheese kind of place. I think it's closed down now. They finally had a health inspection or something and closed it down, but... We went to one of those places like that. And, um, but we were training my daughter how to be gracious when she opened her gifts. And we said, that's a, my five-year-old daughter, said, so what do you do if you open a gift in front of somebody and it's something you don't like? She says, I say, no, thank you. <laughs> and so we told her, you know, all right, what's better is how about if you just say thank you and we will just exchange it later. Now, my son, who was six, with righteous indignation said, well, that's the, that's, that's the spirit of the law, but that's the letter of the law, but it's not the spirit of the law. I don't even know what he meant by that, okay? He's trying to a six-year-old Bible verse to us here. 
but saying, you know, you're not doing what's in your heart. And that's the other p- thing that people make on the one side. They'll be, say they're thankful for something when they really don't mean it. On the other hand, they'll say, you know what, I'm going to tell you the truth whether it hurts you or not. You know what, you're gonna, you, just, you just need to know the truth. I'm here to just... If you're from the Bay Area listening to this, turn off your set, your, your, stop your thing. From, one of the churches I worked with had a lady in the church that her spiritual gift was the spiritual gift of rebuke. All right, that is not a spiritual gift, let me tell you, okay? All right? And she was one that she wasn't going to be gracious about anything. It was her job to tell you where you screwed up, all right? And it was a, it was a hard, damaging thing to the church, okay? If, if you're listening right now, sue me, don't sue the church, okay? They did not know that was happening. All right, so for, for slander, but it's not slander when it's the truth. All right, so anyway, that we can, so people can fail on both sides there, all right? We can fail by being too polite and being thankful when we're, or pretending to be thankful when we're not, or we can be offensive and just say, we're going to be just the truth and no grace kind of thing. What we should have done with our daughter, and I'm not sure we could have done it with a five-year-old, okay? Hannah, if you've got this figured out, you let me know later, okay? It's six, maybe it's six now, you got it figured out. But we should have just taught her how to be thankful that a friend cared enough to go get a gift and to go get a gift that she thought she might like and to attend her party and to celebrate her birthday with her and just how to be truly thankful for those things. So maybe that would have been hard for a five-year-old, but for those of us who are a little older or a lot older, we need to quit expressing thanks when we don't mean it and instead learn how to mean it when we should be saying it. In other words, learn to be thankful from your heart. Ask God today to help you to examine your heart. Ask him to show you if you have a real attitude of gratitude. Now, this is just not digging deep and finding something that looks like gratitude when you need it. It's developing the kind of heart that is drawn to gratitude, the kind of heart that searches out gratitude and finds it somewhere inside. It's a way of thinking and feeling. No, no, it's a way of being deeply connected to gratitude. To have a heart that exudes gratitude in every situation. And for us as believers, that ought to be easy because again, we're connected to the source of every good thing given and every perfect gift. God the Father, who showed his love for us through Jesus Christ. Can we, unlike my family was when my daughter was five, can we really be thankful for things that we don't want? Yes, we can. Verse 17 tells us to be thankful in all things. Verse 17, let's go look at it real quick. It says, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father, through him that's that's the craziest thing that i think anybody could ever say can we truly be thankful in all things can we really do that in fact that's the verse there says yeah whatever you do in word or do in everything give thanks in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to the father through him let me ask 
You might say, Pastor, should I clean my house with thankfulness? Yes, you should be able to do that. Should I pick up my neighbor's trash that's blown into my lawn with thankfulness? Yes. Have I always done that? No. Should I and can I? Yes, I can. Should I stand in line at the DMV with thankfulness? Absolutely you should. Should I pay my taxes with thankfulness? Yes, you should. And there's a lot of reasons for all of that thing. You know, and we could now, oh, it's just kind of working. We'll come back to that. There's so much, I'm skipping so much I want to say in here because I'm just not thinking about, you know, oh, there's just so much to be thankful here. But let's, let's kind of move on. It says, in everything you do, in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks. But you may say, what about the things we didn't do? What about the things that others did to me? Or things that just happened to me? Like COVID, for example. We mentioned that earlier. Can somebody have COVID with thankfulness? Yes, I think we can. A Friday was it wind up being a bad day for me. I don't know what it was. Thanksgiving was pretty good. Um, worked in the yard, had a lot of food. Um, I actually baked a cake myself and made buttercream frosting from scratch. All right, that is where most of the pounds that I gained came from, is that buttercream frosting. After I made it and saw what's in it, I don't know if I'll ever eat it again. It's basically just butter and sugar. That's basically all there is. I mean, there's a few other things, but that's basically what it is. Oh, that's why it tastes so good. But anyway, um, and so uh, and I, I, worked, I worked in the yard getting some stuff done, everything. It's Friday I woke up, and just every joint and muscle in my body hurt. And I think it was just God's way of reminding me, hey, you're 66. Get used to it. And I couldn't do anything Friday. Could not do anything Friday. I was pretty much incapacitated. And I had so much that I wanted to get done. As Hunter knows, I didn't quite, I promised him the sermon by, by, by noon that day. I got it to you like, what, seven in the evening, something like that, maybe. I know, so much to do. But I was still thankful that I was safe, that I was housed. I had access to meds if I wanted to, that it was a holiday, that I wasn't missing work by this, that God was there to comfort me, that I had someone else in the house, that I wasn't alone. So many things I could be thankful for. And in Ephesians 5.20, which is very similar to this passage in Colossians, Paul writes, always give thanks for all things. Always give thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. He doesn't say be thankful despite all things. He says to be thankful for all things. Maybe in our English, it might be a better way to phrase in all things, be thankful, but for all things works too. And I want to give an example of, I think one of the classic examples, I think, of being thankful for something really bad. You guys familiar with the name uh, Corey Tinboom? All right, Corey Tinboom, if you're not familiar with her, uh, a, a woman from the Netherlands, I believe. Is that right? Netherlands? Or de- Netherlands. Uh, she and her family uh, hid the uh, Jewish uh, refugees from the Nazis during World War II. And eventually, uh, she was imprisoned for it. And she was put in one of the prison camps at Ravensbrück. Uh, did I get that right? Ravensbrook? Yeah. Um, and so she was a prisoner during World War II. And she and her sister Betsy were transferred to an overcrowded barracks built for 400, but it housed over 1,400 in this barracks. 
And to make matters worse, it was infested with fleas. And I want to just read for you a few excerpts from her story in her book called The Hiding Place. That's where the hiding place was where they hid the, the, the Jewish refugees, but also that God was her hiding place. And here's what, she, here's what it says. She says, fleas, I cried. Betsy, this place is swarming with fleas. Betsy was her sister. Here, here's another one. And uh, Betsy, how can we live in such a place? Corey, my sister, said excitedly, God's given us the answer before we ask. He, he always does. In the Bible this morning, read that part again. She writes, I glanced down the long, dim aisle to make sure no guard was in sight, and I drew our Bible from the pouch, from its pouch. It was in 1 Thessalonians, I said. It says, Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. That's it, Corey. That's the answer, she said. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what we can do. We can start right now to thank God for every single thing about this new barracks. Such as, I said, thank you, Betsy went on serenely, for the fleas and for, she cut her off and said, the fleas, that was just too much, Betsy, too much. There's no way even God can make me grateful for a flea. She quoted, give thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't say in pleasant circumstances. Fleas are a part of this place where God has put us. And so we stood between the tiers of bunks and gave thanks for fleas. But this time, I was sure Betsy was wrong. Now, it turns out, they found out later, that in this barracks, built for 400, housing 1,400, they were able to have regular Bible studies with all the women who were there in the barracks because the guards never made bed checks and never found their Bible because the guards refused to go into the barracks because of the fleas, exactly that God used those fleas. Now, will God give you an understanding of why everything worked out the way it does each time? No, he won't. He doesn't owe us that. They may never have, it's possible that there are many people that would never understand why God allowed fleas. There may be lots of reasons for it, but the Bible doesn't say give thanks when he explains it to you. He says in every circumstance, in every situation, God's will for you is to give thanks in all things. Can you thank God for the new normal that we're living in now? Can you thank God for the, what's left over from COVID? It's hard sometimes. When I go in teaching a, a classroom and I realize some of these students are so far behind now, still catching up from COVID and, and being out of school for so long. Can we be thankful for this polarized situation we have in our government leaders right now that's splitting up families and causing people to be fractured over things yes we can that God has given us opportunities here to show that we're different to show that we can be reconcilers not dividers that we can show that we can show love to those people who disagree with us those people who don't even believe as we do we can show them love because you know what? That's what Jesus did. There may be many more reasons. Can you give thanks for Thanksgiving without the usual friends and families, the people that you miss? Can you be thankful for the higher prices for your Thanksgiving meals and for Christmas presents? Well, God says we need to be, that that's his will for us, to be thankful 
in all things. And we can do that because of our last point, our very last point here. Be thankful to God, it says. Through Jesus, we can give thanks to God the Father. Now, this may seem like an obvious and unnecessary point, but without this, nothing else we've already talked about will be possible. If it wasn't through Jesus and what he's done for us, that we would not even have the right to go to the Father with thanksgiving. If it had not been for the wondrous gift that Jesus gave to us on the cross, we would not be able to have this church fellowship. We wouldn't be a part of one body. We would not have the peace of Christ to rule in our hearts. We would not have whole, restored hearts that can show a deeper level of thankfulness. We would not have access to God's perspective to see his goodness and his grace in every circumstance. Or if we can't see his goodness and his grace, to at least trust in his goodness and his graciousness. We would have no understanding of the sacrifice that his son made to pay the, pay the penalty for our sins. We would not know forgiveness if it weren't for Jesus. As we come to this time of closing, we're, gonna, we're getting ready to wrap up here. If you've got the handout there, you notice there's a little picture of a post-it note on it. As I started writing this, I thought, man, this would be a great thing to come and have you post thankfulness up there. And I thought, no, we just did that two weeks ago with prayer requests. So we're not going to do that again. So we're going to do a symbolic thing of it. I want you to right now take time on your little post-it note that's printed on the back of your little handout there. I want you to name some things you're truly thankful for right now. Just take a moment to do that. Just what comes to mind. Maybe think of some things that people might expect, but are there some things out there that non-Christians might not understand that you could be thankful for? Just write them down for a moment. While you're doing that, I want to encourage you something else from prayer meeting last week. Uh, I invited everyone who, would, who was there to, uh, to make, see if they could, this Thanksgiving, make a list of their top 40 things to be thankful of. Okay, I was channel, channeling, my, channel, channeling my inner Casey Kasem, if you don't remember him, all right? So to make a list of, of 40, just one, did anybody manage to do that? Oh, it's dangerous, like, like probably nobody did, okay? But Thanksgiving weekend's not over yet. So I want to encourage you, see if you can come up with a list of 40 things that you're thankful for. All right, I think I've shared with you before, I tried to do this one time, and, and, and I got to 100. 100 unique things to be thankful for. I probably could have gone on, but by that point, I kept forgetting what I'd already thanked God for, so I was losing track of it, because I was driving. I wasn't writing them down at the time. I was just doing it and driving, but I know I wasn't writing I wasn't, that's why I couldn't remember them because I wasn't writing them. All right. Um, so let me give you some challenges that I want you to think about this week as we think about Thanksgiving. Not only that top 40 challenge, but um, pick someone in our church family and make sure that maybe you have it in a while and express thanks to them and or for them this week. That you go, go out of your way not just somebody happen to see, but go out of your way to express thanks to someone in our church this week. 
I want to encourage you also to pay attention to how often and how sincerely you express thanks. So every time you say thank you, thank you, take a moment and just go, did I really mean that when I said it? Or was that just the, you know, thank you is the, is the other book into the how are you? You know, how many times people ask how are you? They're not really asked, they're just saying hello. Okay? So sometimes thank you is just what we say when we're like, you know, we're going to wrap up the conversation now. Right? So make sure, pay attention how often and how sincerely you express thanks. Ask God to reveal any unpleasant or difficult areas where you have not yet been able to be thankful. There's a challenge. Father, show me things that I'm not yet thankful for, that maybe I'm grumbling about, that not I have to be super happy about it, but I still need to be thankful to you in this situation. Show my trust in your grace and your graciousness. And then make it a priority to offer thanks and praise to God daily. In fact, if it helps you, keep a record of it. There are so many people, secular people out there who don't know Jesus who keep a gratitude journal. Think how much easier it should be for us who know Jesus to be able to keep a gratitude journal of just saying, God, these are the things that I'm thankful for. Some of you may remember that old song. We're not going to sing it, so don't worry. I'm not, I didn't not ask you to, but count your many blessings. Name them one by one. That's an old, old song. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. All right. That might be a good thing for us to remember. But make it a daily practice to offer thanks and praise to God. For he is the source of everything for which we can be thankful. And finally, as always, if you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus, if you don't understand what that means, I want to encourage you after the service today to talk with me or Hunter or or, or one of our other leaders here, one of our board members, we would like you to know Jesus the same way we do. Or if you're watching online, if you want to reach out to our church online, we can email us, text us. We will be happy to respond to you. We want you all to know the source of all good things. God the Father, whom we know through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you. Father, again, say I did it right there, Father. I, I just use thank you as, a, as an opening statement. And Father, I pause right now to say, Father, I truly am thankful for you. I'm thankful for who you are, for what you've done. Father, I thank you for the blessings that you've given us. And Father, I thank you that you have been with us today. And Father, thank you for being with us as we go out from this place. And I ask, Father, that you would help every member of our church to dwell in thankfulness, to dwell in gratitude, and to spread that message of gratitude and thankfulness along with the message of Jesus everywhere we go. In Jesus' name, amen.